0: So tell me now, do you want it? Cause these dancing feasts don't cry, to do the rhythm they cry for you. And every Saturday night to you wait, you my tins to blow. And these blinding lights, they shine some bright lights. Jason
1: Woldy joining us here on Kyle and ortman Jason, I just want to get right to it. First and foremost, we're late and I apologize, but it was a doozy of an Are You Smarter Than Ben Bruston 3 o'clock today. And uh, I need to know if I'm just a complete idiot or if these were really hard. So we picked out three questions, and okay. I, I would like to see if you could get these right. Is that okay? okay? Yeah, as long as I can state for the record that
2: I've never thought you were a complete idiot. You do some idiotic things. Jason, there was 15 questions, and I only got two right. You seem to like the fact you seem to like the idea of it's kind of like Homer making people think, that he's not one of the most generous, kind hearted people I've ever known. He let he wants people to think he's a you know, stingy, crazy old man. And you you just want people to think you're a moron. And that's fine. Uh,
1: I, I don't think that's true, that's guys. Fine. Especially when it comes to today. today was, was extra like, well, uh, hard question. This was like AP, iv to uh, sure. fifth grade questions.
2: Yeah, but you're always talking about yourself like you're dumb. And we I I I, I just again maybe it's just the dad and me but I don't want anyone ever talking that way because you're
0: special, like <laughs> he is special. Roger's talking. <laughs> yeah, very, ears.
1: very that, special. That feels
0: better. <laughs> he, he is special. Jason, I'm going to let you know now. You, you're going to have three questions in 25 okay. seconds. You can say skip or pass, but we will come back to the last one if we have time. Are you ready?
2: Uh, I'm walking the dogs. I'm ready as I'll be. <laughs> Here all will ever
0: All right. Go. Here we go. Chris, three, timer. Three, two, one. In which layer of earth would you find molten magma the core how many keys does a typical full-size piano have
2: oh I have no idea uh 63.
0: a common type of radio wave is referred to as vhf what does vhf stand for Jason
2: uh varying horizontal frequency I
0: like you Jason there we go oh, for close. three
1: but uh, hey, made me- hey he said core. I said core.
0: He did. No, you should feel good because if Jason can't get him, See? you should be able to get him. So you not. And I'm not, definitely yeah, J- not a moron. Yeah, yeah, Jason's, are, not, not a Jason's moron. our benchmark for intelligence here, and if you know, I, I, you have the same answers
1: as if you as some of them. The core.
0: Don't tell Jason that. <laughs> so, so Jason, do you? Those sound like fifth grade questions to you? No. Uh, well, all right. So let's
2: let's go back. I mean, because I have a, a seventh grader and an eighth grader. Uh, And I do. It it is fun. One of my favorite things, one of the disappointing things about about uh, education in 2024, which is great for them because it allows them to do all their activities without the encumbrance of homework. But homework is like a thing of the past, man. Like they don't There's been a huge, yeah, huge philosophical shift in education. And the feeling is that it's more important for these kids. And I'm totally on board, by the way but it's more important for these kids to be learning in the environment where the instructor is there as opposed to the way most of us grew up, which was you learned at school, you got an assignment, then you went home and you did it on your own or with your parents' help, and you had to learn it that way. And so I agree with it, but it robs me of one of the things I love doing, which is doing homework with the girls. So I do think that those questions are things that are taught in fifth grade but, you know, the four of us, we've got so many other things that have now taken up space in our brains since then that those have been moved aside for important things. Like Ron Wolfe drafted seven quarterbacks in his nine years running the draft. Some good and ones. Goody's only drafted two, that kind of stuff. So uh, what were the correct answers?
0: The correct answers, Jason, is in which layer of earth would you find the molten magma? It is the mantle. How many keys man, does, See, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that now. I, th- th- that yeah, one could have been wrong. fifth grade. But how many keys yeah. does a f- typical full size piano that's have? That's just common Chris, knowledge. Chris, <laughs> it's not common
1: knowledge. We, none of us have got it.
0: We're going to have to have We're better knowledge. We don't know it. Uh, key, piano keys is 88 because you have the white keys and the black keys. Lisa, yeah. that's the Ebony the most, and Ivory. Yep. He said the piano is the most does, inclusive wait, thing in America. Chris, does Chris
2: play the piano?
1: I played the piano. Yeah, I played the piano before. I I, I can't play it now, probably, but uh, I played it in the past. Yeah, but you did. I did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's one of my great regu- regrets in life is I never took piano lessons. I wish I could. I feel like that would have, you know, made Paula swoon to an even greater degree Ooh. if I could have. Like, what about other instruments? Do you
1: stuff? play any other instruments?
2: Uh, no. Uh, I played I play clarinet.
1: See, you're, you're
2: this is me? awesome. He's a survivor. Yeah. Yeah. J- Jason,
1: you're right here.
2: Chris, Chris is a talented cat. Like he's behind the scenes all the time. But remember, he was also like the first producer of Green and Gold today. Mm. So he's been around a long time. He has been. And I know this, and maybe a lot of other people don't. He is, he is one talented dude. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't sure surprise thing. me. Little disappointed in him that he doesn't appreciate that the rest of us didn't take piano lessons, so we didn't know the answer.
0: Yeah, show some grace. <laughs> and lastly, VHF is very high frequency. Now, this one, this you work in radio, very high frequency. <laughs> I got
1: two of the three words correct. It, he did. What was the was it vertical?
0: Some horizontal
1: I got, I got I got the F right. <laughs> I would I would have gave you a passing grade for that one if it was me, but I don't I don't make the grade. Well, you're a moron. So yeah, there you know? it is. Uh Jason Wilde joining us here on Kyle Bruston Nortman. And uh Jason, one of the topics we've talked about that I want to go further into uh later in the show is when it comes to the defense, right? Not specifically about building around a four three and you know, who they're gonna draft and you know who they're gonna sign can the Packers win a Super Bowl without a game wrecker on defense? Because you look at the past Super Bowls, right? The Chris Joneses, the Aaron, Aaron Donalds, the Patriots, like all of these teams. And, and the Eagles had a stack defense. All these teams, and even specifically last uh, Super Bowl here, the offense wasn't great for the Chiefs early on, but the defense helped keep them in it. So, in terms of game wreckers, can this team get it done without finding a guy? in the drafter or the free agency without knowing who that guy is? Like, Reggie White did it. Uh, Charles Woodson came in. They had Clay Matthews. They had different pieces. Do the Packers need a game record to potentially have to win a Super Bowl? Yeah, I think because, look, every
2: team should have one or two really good defensive players, right? Like, with the parity in the league. Like, I bet if you went through all 32 teams, there would only be maybe a handful where you would say, well, they don't have a stud, anywhere on their defense right and let's be honest with the way jair alexander missed time and uh played the way uh rashawn gary was inconsistent coming back from an acl uh the fact that kenny clark while certainly capable of dominant stretches uh is not a field tilting player at this point they don't have anybody at safety they don't have inside linebackers the idea was for Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell to be their version of Fred Werner and Dre Greenlaw, or of the Tampa duo, Queen and Rokon. Right, exactly. Um, that that didn't materialize, and and they you know they were basically in control of a divisional playoff game against the number one seed on the road. So, I guess what I'm saying is it's possible, but I don't think it's likely. Like I think you need field to uh, you know it's funny i just got off the phone with ron wolf a little bit before you guys called and you know he's the one who i use so many different things that i learned from him like i was so, i am so incredibly blessed to have covered a bunch of hall of fame players and a bunch of people who allowed me to learn the game and i do know that There's more than two down linemen, even when they're playing nickel packages. But, you know, you can let that one go, Jason. Uh, No, never. (laughs) And again, I would also like to add that he called and apologized because he knew I knew what I was talking about. Anyway, (laughs) uh, you know, Ron's the one who coined the phrase field tilter. And he had two of them on that defense, right, when they won it in 96. He's also the one that called themselves a a fart in the wind because they lost the Super Bowl in 97. But, you know, he had Reggie White he had Leroy Butler, two Hall of Fame players. I mean, he had a bunch of really good players around him, but he -hmm. had two field tilters. You know, the Packers in 2010 when they won the Super Bowl, I would argue they actually had three field tilters. Uh, They had, obviously, Clay Matthews and Charles Woodson, who you mentioned, but they also had Nick Collins, who I believe was a field-tilting safety, and they have not had anyone even close to approximate him ever since. And now they've got a system where, Jeff Hafley made it very clear that safety is a really important position. So uh, you can do – I think you can do it. I think if you go back in history, there are probably some very good players but weren't game-wreckers on some of the defenses that won Super Bowls, but it makes it a hell of a lot easier if you've got difference-makers. And, and right now, we have not seen anyone on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, we thought that that's where Gary was trending, and then he had the ACL. But I don't think you can say they have anyone that, as of this moment, is at a point where they are tilting the field meaningfully in the Packers' direction.
0: Jason, first things first, I love the flex that you have where you can – Talk to Ron Wolf and also get a phone call from Matt Lafleur like that as a Packer as a Packer fan that, that is, is a uh, that is right. and that, I, not, like a, I, it's not a flex in a bad way but it's like incredible man like you're that accomplished that you have that much credibility. Right. This is, is a Packer you. backer. Basically no, like, saying he's jealous. No, I am complete, yes. Ron Wolf is a complete legend. He turned this organization around. Matt Lafleur is the man right now. But Ron, that's, that's awesome. So I just had to get that out there.
2: Oh, yeah, I just want to, and it is definitely not a flex. Like I would say this, I I would I describe talking to them because they're. They are people that I have or currently work with. That's how I view them. Just like, so I know this is not disingenuous, but you three knuckleheads fall under the same category. Like, I would say, I talked to Brad Nortman today, or I talked to Kyle Wallace today, and I would say it the same way I just said that about Wolf. Like, it's not that, like, he's an 85-year-old man who went to some spring training baseball games today wow. and, and and was happy to hear from me. Because we got to talk about stuff that he enjoys talking about. Like, it doesn't, it's just not, I don't, I understand your point, but I don't view it the same way. And maybe that makes it a flex. I, I, I don't know. I, just, I don't, I barely know what flex is. Are you also um, glazing me when you say that? Ooh, I'm learning ooh, all these. I don't know that word. Words. I've never I, heard that, that before. Jason, know, that, fill us in with ooh, your Yeah, that, youth, That's a new one. Uh, that's, Tausch is the one who likes that. and I, I the only glaze that I when I think of glaze or glazing mm-hmm. I think of glazers at uh, Quick Trip. So yes, sir. Uh, it's apparently when you're you know buttering someone up, maybe sucking up, the, sucking up to someone. This
1: yeah. See again, Chris knows it, all. Chris
2: Larson nails it. Yep, exactly.
1: Uh, anyway, case... you
2: had a question of some sort.
1: No, he just a glaze. He's got to pick his jaw off the ground now. Yeah, Kyle, sit this one out. <laughs> he talked around Ron Wolf. Uh, it's gonna be okay, Jason. All I- right. Well, I I gotta go. I gotta text Charles Woodson. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, I'm I'm sure you saw the NFLPA team report card come out yesterday, right? I did, yeah. So you have a unique viewpoint as to you are in the locker room with these guys. You see the different, you see the different areas of the training room and the facilities and all that. First of all, was there anything on there that surprised you? And then I would love to know, in addition to that, what your takeaway was from Matt Lafleur grading out to be twenty six and moderately listening to the locker room. What that means to you?
0: Yeah, I, so
2: I, I, you know, there, I don't want to say there's a bad, bad apples that spoil the bunch, right? And And I I also would never say that, say, the punter's opinion or the long snapper's opinion shouldn't be the same as the quarterback's opinion in terms of weighted value. But I would be willing to bet that uh, if you looked at Jordan Love's report card for Lafleur listening and input and whatever else, and then if you looked at, say, Jair Alexander's, like if one gives them 100 and one gives them a 42 or however they – if they did letter grades, I know they released letter grades, like – that can that can swing the vote pretty significantly, wouldn't you agree?
1: Yeah, bondra yeah. Campbell yeah. as well. There's been, you some guys.
2: Exactly, and so I, I think that you know it it might be a little bit misleading. He's still got a B plus. It's not like he got an F. Like the ownership of the two time defending Super Bowl champions. Um, so I, I I I thought it was really interesting. Um, I did not take that as being a big deal. I will tell you. I found it to be a very big deal that their strength and conditioning staff was mm, rated mm. as highly as it was, and they ash-canned them. Like, I don't know what that's to make point. of that, that that they they had such respect from their players, and they all got blown out. That, to me, makes me wonder what exactly was the reasoning for that.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. And, uh, Jason, before we let you go, uh, I am buying basketball shoes for the first time since I, like, ever like i like since i was like before they gave you shoes we're
2: getting them for free correct yeah. uh-huh.
1: but like it just got us thinking what is the one shoe that comes to mind as your favorite shoe ever
2: well this is so this is a first of all it is a very touchy subject for me because growing up uh i was in grade school when michael jordan came to prominence that's how old i am and so while all my and my my grade school was saint paul's lutheran the panthers in West Allis, Wisconsin, and our colors were black and red, mm. just like the Bulls. And all my teammates' parents got them the first and second editions of Air Jordans in seventh grade and then in eighth grade. And I had to get these generic Keds knockoff Jordans. And luckily I couldn't oh, no, shoot not the ball because that made up for my lame shoes. Uh, but I couldn't defend a folding chair, which is still true today. But...
1: Yeah, we uh, have it's
2: more in common than you think, Jason. Yeah, <laughs> nice. You, me, and Conor <laughs> uh, But And then on the flip side, now I I think I'm making up for it because I'm sitting here in my office, and, and I've got these not as impressive as Justin Garcia's shoe collection, but pretty good. But this is an easy call for me. Sabrina Ionescu has her own signature shoe. Sydney has it. And to see a female athlete who has her own signature shoe that my basketball volleyball gymnastics soccer softball golfer kid can wear and look up to her that is like jordan for me when i was a kid so Pow. that is the most consequential shoe there is
1: jason we appreciate the time sorry for running late but uh, i think it was worth it
2: all good uh, good to learn about magma and
1: very high frequencies there it is. <laughs> Jason Wildy. thank you. All right, guys. Take care. Be good. Listen to him on Wildy and Tausch, 9 to noon across these very stations. And
2: You're I got to listening to Kyle and nortman KBN.
1: It's the Faux One Hour at Faux
0: on KBN. Hold on, hold on. Wow. Just wow! Has he? He sounds good. We've been practicing. I, bet I did it all oh, last week. Yeah. I to say, I'm pretty
1: proud of my progress
0: on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com.